0: my employed full-time graduate student mom from Atlanta with two boys Andrew twelve and Emmanuel who is three. Hi I'm Brianne a stay-at-home mom from New York City that currently lives in Houston Texas with my husband and three young children. They are six years and under. Okay. Okay, um I'm gonna have to say that I feel like the odd person out here <laughs> because I'm from Atlanta. You two what do you want? Bronxers? What no do well, I'll call it's yourself a Bronxers. No, Bronxers. I,
1: I no, I don't you know what that's funny, because there's, I, I, there's Brooklynites. There's Brooklynites, you know. Manhattanites, man, or I guess from the, the Bronx. Bronx. Just, the just Bronx. from the Bronx. Bronx. Yeah, you know, I know okay. like boogie down. I usually, I think that's what I usually hear. Just like, oh, that's my boogie down sister. But there might be something I do not know. Heard that I, never heard I never whatnot. heard it from boogie down sister. Oh, Maybe yeah, I'm the, yeah, boogie down okay. sister. But yeah, <laughs> the boogie down Bronx or whatnot. But yeah, I mean, so you know, I didn't find out about Cardi B until I moved here to um, Houston. My sister, my sister still is Cardi B re- on your brain or something. Cardi B? Did you just up Cardi B? I I'm thinking about my fellow Bronx sisters. Gotcha. Okay. And she was just in Houston. She She was just in Houston. And I think about like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and like I feel like Bronx people are definitely, like New York people have always been in the national headlines. Right. Headlines, but I feel like Bronx specifically, Bronx. Right,
0: like I don't have to say I'm from New York. I can just say I'm from, from the, the Bronx. Bronx. Yeah. And the Bronx. You don't say the Brooklyn. You don't say no, you don't the Queens. It's or it's
1: Harlem. The Bronx. But isn't that the official title?
0: it the official title or is it just Bronx? No, or is it's just it Bronx. the Bronx.
1: No, it's just Bronx. It's Bronx. But you say the Bronx. But you do say the Bronx. You say the I Bronx. You that. say the Bronx. You do. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. I'm like, you don't say I'm from Bronx. You say I'm from Queens, I'm from Brooklyn, i yeah, Harlem, you but you say, say the Bronx. Bronx. <laughs> 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 represent the Bronx. I'm going to have to exactly. bring that to my sister. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so anyway, we're always talking about like, you know, different people. And I feel like her right now, she's so hot. Of course, she got her Grammy. I found her on Instagram. Oh, Instagram she, she's a hilarious person, but I think that she brings a very interesting um, conversation to modern day so-called feminism, politics, people of color, social issues. I mean, there's so much that woman does. And I'm not saying like she's some type of political powerhouse, but she she shines light on a lot of issues that we all are talking about. She may
0: be. She may she may come out as one. Mm,
1: that would be interesting. But I mean, for a certain
0: population, she'll speak for oh, a certain yeah. population. Okay. Speak to a certain population that politics um, politicians haven't really been able to get to,
1: mm-hmm. or 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 purposely like you know overlook. Like of course, once you know you know it's time to vote, they want your vote. But after that. You know, you, they kind of go back to obscure, but she does become that mouthpiece and that voice. And, you know, as she said, let's get it popping. You know, you want her to go on her Instagram and start blasting you. Um, but, you know, again, I am a fan in that regard uh, because I just like her realness um, of shining light on those, those different types of issues. So I don't think
0: I knew who she was until, I don't know, maybe. Tw- midway through 2017, oh, really? probably late in the fall. What, my cousin- what you saw, song? Or what? I like it like that. Mm-hmm. Like- no, I don't. I listen to NPR. Okay, I like that. That is That's my what- extent of radio listening for the most part. Oh. But my cousin posted. Even a- the kids in the car like singing songs for kids. No, they listen to NPR. Exactly. They to <laughs> they- <laughs> my children are Renaissance men. Okay, ah. but anyway, my cousin posted an article about. Um, it was Cardi B and someone else, and I can't think who, uh, about how they, I guess, go against respectability politics, but they still should not be discounted for mm-hmm. what they bring to the table. I cannot remember the, the article, but I'll try to find it and post it um, and post it on the website. And so that's what brought her to my forefront. And I'm like, I think I've heard it when my daughter, husband, <laughs> maybe my husband and son, when, when my husband drives. He dictates what plays on the radio, and so I was like, "Oh, okay, I've heard her before." And then I just started listening, and I guess I didn't want to be that that Generation X person who turned up her nose mm-hmm. at everyone. Also, because I have a thirteen-year-old who'll be thirteen in April, I wanted to be able to know what was going on, so I started right. listening to her music, and I'm like, you know, if I were intoxicated at a club, <laughs> I'd be kind of hot, so. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I Like It Like That was the first song that, yes. that got my attention it Was playing on like commercial radio and I listened to the commercial radio in the car uh, with um, my kids and I was like, oh my goodness, who is this woman? This song reminds me of my childhood. Oh, 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 I was oh, like, yeah. like, who is this woman? And then, and then I looked her up and I was like, oh, I love it. I think she's pregnant in that
1: video. Oh, yes, yeah, she was. She was like, pregnant like, four, that
0: video. And that's when I fell in love with her. And then I found out she's in the Bronx. I never actually had the, I never the whole CD, like her whole record. Oh, Invasion. So, um, but it I, just I came out by recently, now. though, didn't it?
1: Because- no, 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 not, no, not. I was, well, recently, as in what, last July maybe, Invasion of Privacy finally broke. So I've been listening to Chris yeah, it was since recently her, like mixtape days. Because so. she
0: was just a bunch of like mixtapes yeah. or she was doing dropping individual songs, but her album has not been out.
1: It hasn't been out nine For months. A that. Full year. Yeah. yeah. So I was oh, listening geez. to her before Hell my yeah. teeth <laughs> got fixed. And anybody who's <laughs> <that, laughs> will let you know what the situation about it. Not since the Hip Hop days. Um, I I don't do like reality television like that, but um, no, no, I I don't, I don't do it, but I mean, I know about love and hip hop and whatnot, but she, um, you know, and I'm just going to bring this because Cardi B is a character where she gets a lot of heat. And again, I feel like we can do a modern day, like analysis, like anthropological analysis on her because she represents a modern day paradox of a woman of color um, who is you know she's a working mom um, she's very um, opinionated but with that said you know she was uh, a stripper Tricker, and people don't want to discount her people based people want to that. discount her work but yet men especially in the rap community y'all can be a drug dealer and then now you are a rapper and you want respect. But you can even patronize those strippers. What does that say about you? I mean, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. That's where the the, the paradox of the it word comes from. It's so much hate she receives when like, you know, he can do this and throw money at me and he's considered a baller and he wants respect, but I want to be, a, I'm a stripper and now i want to be a rapper and you feel like you, you can't support my music. So that's very interesting. She, she shines light on that. So you she, can slice her in so many different areas where we could talk about some of our issues we have um, going on in today. But again, I just, I find her very entertaining. Especially if you follow her on Instagram, when she's uh-huh. just like, going on. hilarious. From, like, <laughs> you know, being from the Bronx and, and growing up with uh, a good dose of Dominican, I love to see when she's doing like merengue because being here in Texas, you don't see, see merengue, you don't hear like good Cuban salsa. You know, it's just different. You know, right? Like, so I, I miss that and like you said, I like it like that with just a nice memory, blast from the past of of seeing that even at the brand if I can make a sideway you on know, um, The Grammys opened up with what's that girl, Camilla Cabello, who's gonna be at the rodeo. Maybe she was performing yesterday or something. Hey. Anyway, like, she's another big, she's a, a Cuban American singer. And anyway, she did a um, piece. She opened up with her and Ricky Martin. Okay. And it was so nice because I oh, it was it was again it was like glass. Right, right. <laughs> 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 and, and to see Ricky Martin come out and perform or whatnot, it just it, I got so nostalgic. I'm like, oh, I remember you know. those hot nights. Yeah, yeah. I remember those hot nights when you're like in bed and you still hear like salsa, and I'm like, why are people up at three o'clock in the morning? it's hot. It's hot. And there's no, air <laughs> there's no air conditioning. There's no air conditioning. They're playing dominoes on the street corner. So anyway, I I miss those days. Okay. So.
0: Well, I think we need to take a break, but when we come back, Brianne has something that she needs to share with us The kind of we can link into this conversation. What, that I had an awesome weekend and I saw Cardi B? <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, we're going to take a break and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Ran, I saw these pictures on Facebook and it appeared to me that you were out of the house dressed. Out of up, the house. With your hair down, down with without hair the children. Down. Yes. And it got really frizzy. So I needed to know about this. How did you manage to get out? Not one, but two nights. Yeah. Cardi B on Friday night at the rodeo. And I'm so jealous. Because I completely forgot to buy tickets. I don't know where I was, but I completely forgot. Well, Michael got the tickets for me at work, okay. and um, it was a lottery system. We were supposed to go for uh, a date night, but we ended up going, um, he ended up having to go out of town for work, so I took one of my girlfriends from New York City. She's from Queens, but I'll she's from the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we, we had really good seats. I've had some bad seats before at um, shows that we've won um, in the jobs lottery, but this time it worked out for us. We had really good seats. Okay. So tell us about it. What, I mean, was she was she Cardi B? What did, what was she wearing? What did she have on? Oh my God, my husband is convinced because my husband was saying, "Oh, be perfect." And she does like a Selena style introduction because you know it's close to the anniversary. And I'm like, I don't think she's going to do that. Okay. Well, first let's um let everyone know, uh, in still here with us. One of my friends. Yes, Sabali's yes. so, still here. And, Not um, still here because we're glad to have. Her. And Sabali <laughs> also from the Bronx. Yes, now lives in Houston. Okay. She married a Houstonian. So, apparently, they're just getting all the girls from New York. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so I went to to see Cardi B because every year, like, my husband gives me the list of rodeo tickets, and um, I don't usually know. who who are these people? Right. I don't know who's performing, and I always wanted to go to the rodeo, to the one of the concerts, and as soon as
1: I saw the list, I was like, Cardi B, I'm going to go see her. So lucky. So lucky. Yeah, and then after her Grammy, you know, the tickets that were just like extra. But high. they
0: sold, they sold out the first week. For the thing minutes. is, the tickets went on sale before they were supposed. To, there was some type of glitch. They went on sale, and then that's the point where I just completely forgot. So uh-huh. I don't know what happened, or maybe she was announced early, and there was a glitch with tickets that uh-huh. they went on sale before they should have. Well, I didn't have to. Well, you didn't have to do all that. I'm not doing that. That's some
1: people are like, lucky. Like, <laughs> were Like, gone, and when I looked
0: party, to get some tickets, party, they were like party. $700. I'm like, Ooh. Brianna's like, no. blind, trying to find some. No. no, no, like, no, $1. no, I, nope. <laughs> I am not that organized. <laughs> <laughs> so, she was, she uh, she looked like uh, <laughs> it looked like a carnival type, uh, beaded number. Mixed with meets the rodeo. Okay. It was awesome. It, it, a little
1: bit of Barbie. Because I I follow her on Instagram, so I saw what she was wearing, and it looked like uh basically a, a Barbie rodeo type of. <laughs> like, <it laughs> yeah. was
0: pink and blue with beads. Like I can and Kennedy, love it. it pink was, and blue exactly. with beads, and it was it was awesome. Her hair was pink and blue, yeah, long. So and, but I have to admit something, guys, it was my first concert. Oh, really? I've yeah. never been to a concert really? before either. So. It was my first I did understand. To concert? Yeah. yeah. So my friend said, she's like, you haven't gone to the Beyonce concert? These still still be my friends. I yeah. know um, I went down a few notches on <laughs> the my friendship girl. level for you. <laughs> <laughs> I just never thought, I just never really got, everything never got into music. Like, my parents played music all my life, and then once I moved out the house, Someone else played music, and maybe that's why I married Michael, and and I heard his music choices. I was like, I need to get into music.
1: (laughs) Let me say something about the Beyonce concert. So before, I, I would say this. I was not that big of a Beyonce fan before I went to her concert, and then when I went to her concert, that's actually when I became part of the Beehive. Cause she brings it. Eliminate that she brings it yeah. and she does listen, not you talk I'm about Beyonce. you talk about a performer really who does I'm not it. quit. Like I was, I could have gone without her like, okay, Beyonce, I respect her for the work she does. Yeah she does after her concert, her. you could throw me in the beehive. Because HomeGirl brings a fire every minute she does not stop. And I respect that work ethic. The whole party stopped heart. every <laughs> so often.
0: She was like, I need to get <laughs> some water. <laughs> because I have asthma. But I didn't care because I'm like, you know, your mom. Did that baby keep you up all night? <laughs> but I, I loved it. I know like a lot of people say things. Um, she curses a lot. And uh, she didn't cur- I think she cursed one time. She's the name of a family. Right, friend I think she toned it down. And um,
1: I, I I'm can't. She, i respect she, her for that. She, she, she,
0: she, she, she toned it down. She told my lyrics now. They she, were shorter. Oh, okay. They weren't like they were, I don't think any songs were played full. Okay. Um, she can't tell them that. <laughs> so I think she chose like a cleaner parts of the songs. Okay. okay. Later, <laughs> they were all her. They were all her course. songs. They were all hers. I heard sometimes that um, they change up songs when it's something like a rodeo
1: yeah, yeah, like and, or they're covers, new artists.
0: They do a cover. They was all her songs. Um, she was awesome. People in front of me. I felt a little bit like like an imposter because they like knew all the words and I was just there for the beat, just happy, because <laughs> I only know the commercial stuff yeah, yeah. From, from commercial
1: radio. So everything I knew was pretty clean. So came through dripping,
0: and I probably was singing it. I didn't even know what I was actually singing. but... <laughs> Real, you're yeah, yeah. Everybody's so
1: drunk, nobody even knows.
0: It was it was awesome. It was just great to be out without children.
1: Yeah. I don't know what that felt like
0: it was great to be out to be around other. so I mean, there were a couple of kids there but to be around they weren't yours <laughs> they weren't my kids <laughs> exactly so I, I had a great time oh, okay.
1: okay well I'm glad that you enjoyed yourself I
0: I lived vicariously through your three pictures on Facebook because I'm <laughs> yeah, like yeah, more pictures brand and you
1: weren't responding
0: so I just had to take what what I can yeah. get right but All right, well, let's take a break, and we'll come back because Brianne went out the next night. Yes, I did. Where did you go? To see Michelle Obama. I was also there, so I can't just say that Brienne was the only one out without children because I was there also. So we'll take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about our experience there. So let's talk about Michelle Obama and her talk. So She came here Maine. to Houston, and yes. once again, I was not organized to get a ticket. One of my friends got me the ticket. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Really she actually, she actually called me, and, was, and she told me, she was, Brianne, I'm at um, the auto shop, and the, the tickets are going on sale for Michelle Obama in an hour. Can you get us tickets? And I was like, sure. And then, <laughs> I don't know why I thought I could get it. And then I got to <laughs> go online to get them, and I'm like, Oh. I'm sorry, my bad. I wasn't pre-registered, and she's like, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> and then an hour later she's like, I got us the tickets, phone. Like, Good. Well, I didn't buy our tickets until about three weeks ago. Really? I, I thought they sold out or something. I probably paid. For, I paid for resale, uh, but but okay.
1: it was worth
0: it. It was worth it. It was really got, worth it. Well, it was, my little thing, my snack, and all of this is I got my glasses. So you couldn't see it. You couldn't see on that big jumbo front? But trunch, the, I trunch. could see it on the Jumbo, but, but I could've sat at home and watched it exactly. on the TV. Uh, yeah, versus being. versus being there and getting the experience. But I um, I still I still enjoyed myself. I'm still happy I went. I, I, I to take, take, take myself. myself. I, to I could just take myself for that. Because I had good enough seats that I would've, I
1: saw her
0: but I would have seen her a lot better. I
1: just saw a black figures. Uh, <laughs> she I saw blue still saw sparkles.
0: sparkles. <laughs> you walking across the stage. I just took my friend's glasses. was like, let me see your glasses for a minute. And I'm like, hmm, there she is. But, and that, that was the only like little cloud over my experience. But I had such a good time being in the space with all those women and the positivity. And I love how um, when she came out, the beginning, uh, um, women from Houston, all different ages and backgrounds, and they're like, I am coming. It was really powerful. Mm-hmm. And the love story between her and Obama. Oh, right. and, and I like the video our... montage. I like the interviews with her brother oh, and yeah. her mom. Mm-hmm. And of course,
1: it Now, did you guys um, have you read the book? I
0: have. Uh-huh. I have not finished the book. Mm-hmm. I, re- I read up to the very last chapter. And oh, okay. I, for some reason, I just don't want to read about the White House experience right now. Wait, her, oh, when she transfers. Exactly. Yeah, and someone, um, if you're not a fan of who's in power right now, that will, it does kind of, at the end of the book, make you feel a little bit sad. Mm-hmm of how things go, but it's the reality of where our country is. But if you're okay with that, then your book is still powerful to the end. (laughs) I I Um, love the story. I love how it opened, which of course she addressed in the talk. I love hearing about her childhood, college years, meeting Barack, marrying those early years as a parent. Because what stood out to me is that, and this is actually discussing Barack, but she was not a single parent. She was alone. She was for alone. So alone. much of their marriage. And that's marriage. why I love her mother
1: too. Her mother was there for her. Exactly. Is this what was discussed there versus what's in the book? This stuff? is what's in the book. She didn't really oh, okay. discuss on. I
0: think she briefly touched on the fact that he was gone for six for six months out of the year. He was gone three to four days a week. She did touch on that, but um, in brief, you know I, what? I did read the. Well, I guess. I already said that I read the book by saying, by talking about what happened at the end. What was the most profound part of the conversation for you? What still stands out? Um, I love how she talked about her childhood. And that stood out for me in the book, too, because I felt like she was a part of, like, the, her mom and father were part of, like, the positive parenting movement before it had a name. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. they gave their children respect. And the freedom and, to make decisions for themselves. Right, you know they were there in the background and guiding them. I mean, a lot of kids back in the seventies and eighties probably had more freedom than our kids will have. Just, just great well, society a bit more intellectual right. freedom. Right, and that's what I, that stood out to me. Another thing that stood out to me personally, since I'm a stay-at-home mom, sometimes I feel there's a pressure from society to get a job, to have a career, and that my job as a mom is not really that important for me to have to stay home. But when I read this book, I was like, oh, and then, <laughs> I just annoyed because I just remembered, like there's a Harvard study that said, like successful women, have, one of the things that successful women have in common is having a working mother. And it always stuck in my head when I read that study. This is why I study; I'm like, eh, because there's always a different side to it. I don't so believe When that. I read that, so when I read um, Michelle Obama's book and she discusses her mother, this empowered me as a stay-at-home mom. Like, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing the right thing for my family. And If you can't afford it or you just don't want to do it, that's fine. But for my family, I'm doing the right thing. And, hey, I'm raising little Michelle Obama's. <laughs> <laughs> I think having an educated mother is more important, important than a working oh, When I say educated, yeah. I don't necessarily be formally educated because Michelle's mother was not formally educated beyond high school, I don't believe. But just the fact that she was aware of what was going she was on. She, she knew what was going on in the world. She knew how to, um, oh gosh, my brain just went dead. But she knew how to intervene on behalf of her, to advocate for her children and to help them find their place in the world. And I think that, that that's important. It, it was. In the book and even in the conversation on Friday, on Saturday, Saturday. sorry, um, that stood out in my head. It was like a parenting book. It was. And to me, the whole conversation was about parenting.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: think I took from that more than anything. Parenting and relationships. Right. I love that she talked in the book about how um, her and Obama went, um, sorry, her right. went to um, <laughs> marriage counseling. Yes. And I think that's so important. She spoke about it there um, on Saturday and she's so funny how when she went, uh, she, she was so the is Him, he, yeah. was, he was the problem. Was she was the one to be focused? They were on both her problems. Issue. I mean, they were both had their issues. But I love how she thought that she was gonna go and they were gonna tell him how wrong he was. Exactly. Because there's so many times yeah, I feel like yeah. that with my husband. Um, I don't have to step back because I'll be upset at him for doing something like jogging every day. You could be here helping me with the kids in the morning, but honestly, I'm upset with him for taking better, for taking care of himself. Mm-hmm. 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 I need to take care of myself, exactly. and maybe I won't be. You need to get out of there before, <laughs> <laughs> okay. or
1: not that reason.
0: Exactly, and she, and that's some of the things that she was dealing with,
1: and I. I've never been a Michelle Obama fan. You know, not that I dislike her. You know, I, I believe in supporting sisters, but I was never just like, oh Michelle Obama. So when the book came out and people were talking about it, I was like, okay, great. I didn't care to get it. And I think my daughter was playing with my Kindle because the next thing I knew it was like becoming I'm like, oh my goodness.
0: This book. Oh, no, I was, like you were it was like magic. like like yeah.
1: you were supposed to get this book so I was just like I know I didn't pay this money for this book so I said whatever so I was like let me just you know everybody's talking about it. let me read the first chapter and I I'm like maybe chapter three or something like mm-hmm. that but one I was very impressed because it is a good read a good it read. is very entertaining yet alone what you bring up about the strength of parenting and I think in our community, we, we're always talking about this crisis, this crisis, but we're not talking about the importance of a mother and father. Wow. Like we, we talk about, oh, the father that's not in the home of single parents, blah, blah, but there's still not, we should still ultimately be pushing for that dynamic. And I know that might not go well with certain families and whatnot, but that I felt just where I am right now in her book was the strength on like her parents, they did the best they could, but the sh- where their children, the reason why they, I feel their children are successful was because of that mother-father dynamic. And I felt that if we kind of focus on that, we can find more success in our community. So what I, Do you mean it has male and female? Um, so that's where the controversy, I feel, comes in. If it has to be male and female versus like, let's say like a gay couple or whatnot, I- so i will say that the female component and the male component is important in a child's life it may not be necessarily traditionally your father and your mother but to discount the importance of either sex is wrong okay and that needs to be addressed so you know what i'm saying so if you are a, a lesbian couple you know um and you're you have a son you're raising a son well, he needs to still have some type of male component in his life. All right, like if, 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 you, if you adopt a child of color. Yeah. He needs to have some type of black male in his life for him to be a full, well-functioning human. And if that's controversial, then I'll stand on that. But we have two sexes for a reason and you can't discount one without the other. I believe that to a certain extent, gender
0: roles are needed in society. I know that a lot of people don't. They don't like the idea that they are played. But we've gotten to this point. We've evolved to this point for a reason. There are certain things that a man cannot do. There are certain things that a woman cannot do. And in that we, in what we do, we interact with one another on those levels. And I know I just sound like really ridiculous because I, my, I, have, I have mommy brain and I'm not, my words aren't coming together. But there's things that, are, that I could never teach my sons about being a
1: man absolutely i don't think there's anything controversial with that um i know some people may not like that but it's it is the truth when you see little boys be little boys without us projecting gender on them they do things like my husband and i'm like wait a minute you're not being immature you're just being a man i
0: know about i know the names of trucks and i never even thought um I never, I would drive by a truck every day and never realized there were different types of trucks. And yes. different names to different categories. But now my three year old has taught me the names of every truck in existence. And I don't even know how he got that. But it, yeah, I have, As I'm, I used to say, no, there's no difference, there's no difference until I gave birth to my son, who is a definite. And it doesn't matter how you try to raise them without yeah, gender, she, yeah, without gender forcing gender on them. On them. I mean, my son is into girl things. He likes sparkly things. He loves, he has a unicorn that he Yes, he does. Because the girls were holding unicorn and He took it right from them. Exactly. And they were so excited to get that unicorn. They are like, oh, all this boy stuff is a unicorn. He was like, sorry, (laughs) sister. Give me my unicorn. Give me my unicorn. (laughs) Mine. But he, it's like, he just does boy things. He does things that are just Innately boy, he could probably walk you walk around the house in my um, high heel shoes, but then he's gonna chunk it at me like he's throwing <laughs> a baseball. So, but then that's not to say, but you know what I'm saying. Absolutely, things that boys do and things that girls do. So, what was your favorite part of Saturday night, Michelle? No, I enjoyed all of it. I was just captivated. I think that what has stood with me most, though, is the comment that she made that she feels as if she knows that she's a a rare, she grew up in a rare space in which she's one of those women who was not abused by the men in her life growing up. And that's one of those things I didn't realize until I was older, just how prevalent um, physical and sexual abuse is in the home, right. and into so interacting with people. You can be abused by a woman too. Don't be fooled. You can be abused and by a to, woman. We need to be aware of that. I mean, you, you, women do abuse children sexually, but I think it, a lot. We don't have that conversation that sexual abuse is prevalent in homes. That fathers and uncles and whoever else they they're. they're abusing our children and they're damaging them. Right. And so they're carrying this baggage out. So the cut references that women have all these tiny cuts on them from right. their experiences through their life and they're bleeding and it's hard to be a whole person. Yeah. So I think that that is that would,
1: what yeah. stood out to me. That's so sad. Yeah. It is. And in this, you know, in now climate when you have all these figures now being brought up to the to the spotlight of uh previous sexual uh assault allegations and things like that it's hopefully now we can address that and it just doesn't just become something like nice for a headline that we actually have some type of way of um having conversation with our children oh excuse me sorry uh conversation with our children about how they can protect themselves what we need to, you know, provide that environment, that if something happens, that you can be forthcoming. Um, Case in point, the situation, I'll make it quick with the Michael Jackson Mm -hmm. sexual allegation coming back up and how basically these young boys were like, they felt very pressured not to tell the truth. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's said. They were given ample opportunity to say what has happened and they couldn't. And you know, whether that whose fault that is, we can go back, but that they didn't have that environment to be able to say, this is what yeah. happened. Yeah, and that environment is not easy to create, even if you,
0: your parents aren't being paid to make tips with the tip. jackpot. <laughs> I would, only, I would say I disagree with you when you say we need to teach children to protect ourselves. I say, no, parents need to protect their children because you can't make me believe that those warning signs weren't there, that something was yeah. not going on. Yeah. And I think we, our children shouldn't be in power, but it's our job to protect our children. And sometimes parents have all the signs. Sometimes they're even told. Mm. But do they listen or are they willing to make those changes yeah. to roll their children out of their lifestyle? Are they willing to give up their financial comfort? Yeah. So yeah. it's an interesting conversation. We have gone from Cardi B to protecting your child in the home. Full, that's no, not full circle, but we talked about it all. So, Sabali, thank you. You've done two shows with us. Oh, I'm sure you. we it's are. Fun. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. I'm sure we will see you and Zuzu again. And Brian, do you have anything to close with? No, I just had a powerful weekend. I saw two powerful women and I was very inspired by them. And I want to see what I'm becoming. <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> we, all, the world. we are all becoming. All right, goodbye. Bye.